welcome to the GNH podcast, Games, Nerds, and Hot Chocolate. This is the daddy-daughter episode, because why? Why not? We both have hot chocolate, we're both sitting here, it's vacation time, why not sit here and have a talk? Exactly. So, this is Cecil Xavier, you probably recognize my voice, you probably don't recognize one Destructobot 3000 now. You've heard her on the show, you've heard me mention her on the show, you've probably even heard her in the background a couple times, but go ahead and say hi. Hello! Yeah, you probably haven't, like, actually heard me on the show. No, no, probably not actually heard you on the show, but... I mean, background, but. but probably actually heard you in the background um, because, well, you've said stuff in the background before. So, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so we just figured we would have a, a little bit of a games, nerds and alcohol episode, but with no alcohol. And we're just going to sit here and drink hot chocolate. And me and my daughter are just going to kind of BS about well, games and all things that are going on. No guarantee that there might not be an accent every now and then because, you know, those different things happen. That is true. Oh, we're throwing apples. I'll do apples. We'll have apples all day long. So, <clears throat> so, normally on the GNA podcast, we do a what's everybody drinking? Um, why don't you go ahead, start off. Um... I'm making a salted caramel um, hot cocoa with white chocolate and 2% milk. Nice. Nice. What's the attack like? It's waking me up. It's waking... That's the attack. It's waking you up. Okay, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that as the attack. All right. I am having actually a non-dairy uh, low... Well, what is it? It's a non-dairy... Hold on. Hot chocolate, small, sugar-free. Oh, and almond milk. Oh, I had almond milk in this. Interesting. I thought I was getting uh, dairy-free, but it looks like I got almond milk. So uh, that's what I'm having. And mm, the attack, like all chocolate, is actually, surprisingly enough, I expected it to be a lot less creamy than it is. But this is actually a really creamy hot chocolate. Um, And just for like a sheet's hot chocolate, you wouldn't expect it to be... Like, have a really good consistency. It's got a good consistency, consistency, good flavor. Um, I like that they give you the little, little like, don't burn your hands off cardboard <laughs> thing around it. Because that's actually kind of nice. You know, when you go to grab a hot chocolate, you want it, of course, to be hot, right? Yeah. Well, it's nice when you grab a hold of the cup and it's not, like, searing your fingers off. Not that I'd be able to tell the difference, but it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to know. So. Usually the next segment we talk about is State of Games. State of Games is where we just talk about what we've been playing for the past week or month or year or whatever you want. Um, or we just pontificate about how we think gaming is in general nowadays. That's usually where I kick in. Well, as Cecil found out, I was actually playing Among Us right before we hopped on here. Oh, uh, that's a bit sus. <laughs> um, actually, very, because I was in posture. <laughs> how many did you get? Did you get them? I got, like, five. There's, like, 13 people in, and I got, like, five of them. 13 people? Holy... Yeah. That's a hell of an Among Us game. Yeah, actually, like, I was trying to get into another one that had 15, but, like, they kicked me out because they wanted somebody else to come in, and... I don't think I've ever played a game of Among Us with more than, like, six people in it. So when you're like, I got five, I'm like, so you got everybody. (laughs) No. Right. Actually, the other dude that was imposter got two people, 
And then with the last, like, I think it was four. I don't know. I'm not mathing right now. Um, they found out I was imposter and kicked me out. I know. I was going to screw that up. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want you to sit there and talk over top of it as I'm messing around and making so much noise. It makes it so much harder to edit later. Yeah. All right. Well, my, uh, was that all? Is that it? Is that all I got? Uh, I also played um, some Geometry Dash. Okay. Um, well, okay, so before you go on, keep in mind that games don't necessarily have to be a video game. If yeah. you were role-playing with somebody, like I play tabletop role-playing games, those count. Um, if you were playing uh, Runaway Before I Beat You in the Head with the Bats, <laughs> any game that you were playing, <laughs> any game that you were playing counts. Um, last time I saw Chloe, we were role-playing, oh, what was, what was it? Demon Slayer? Yes, we were role-playing Demon Slayer. And we were saying how we had to role-play like some other anime that we watched. So, I don't know if I showed you. I actually texted it over to Chloe. Did you see that there is a Demon Slayer fighting game that's out? Or that's oh, come out? no. Uh, I haven't well, even finished Demon Slayer. Remind me after this episode to show you that quick. It'll take me five seconds to pull it up. But I saw it. I'm like, ooh. I think it was like $29.99. I'm like, mm. I was trying to decide whether I wanted to pick that up. But... If it's two-player, figure you, Chloe, and uh, next time Chloe comes over, you and her could just fire it up on the main TV and beat the <laughs> out of each other. Language. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't say... Okay, okay. You got me. I'll even bleep that for you, okay? <laughs> um, okay. Well, my study game has actually been pretty, pretty off the wall. I've been playing a bunch of different stuff. Um... I actually jumped into Words with Friends. Hadn't played that in a while. Jumped into that. Got my butt kicked. And by butt kicked, I mean like, I think I was like 80-something on my score. And they were like 200-something. Like, they just crushed. Every time I tried to get an angle for getting like a triple letter or a triple or a double word or something, kept nailing me. So it's like, oh. <clears throat> what else? Uh, I was playing Destiny 2 earlier today. I saw so that's, uh, I'm, I'm jumping back into that. Actually, it's really fun because the new DLC is coming out and the new DLC always kind of brings the people out of the woodwork. So I'm actually going to be playing a bunch of people that were, weren't, haven't been playing in, in the old clan I was in, have started playing again because of the new content that's coming out. So I actually got a chance to talk to a lot of people that I used to raid with. Do you remember Black Bullet? No, I don't. <clears throat> you remember Magnate? Yes, I remember okay. that one. Okay, so Magnate. Black Bullet Concrete, which is Black Bullet's um, brother. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else was there. Oh, God. We'd have a bunch of people sub in every, every now and then. But we, we used to call ourselves the Queensmen, and we'd go through and do raid after raid after raid. And the one raid, uh, it was called the Dark Below or the Deep Below or something like that. It was Crota. You're killing Crota. And... Uh, in the one spot to, to start the final encounter, you have to you have to stand next to this crystal, and then everybody stands next to the crystal, it starts up the encounter, and then you basically work your way out, and then you're fighting Crota. Um, well, Black Bullet said, hey, I gotta, I'll be right back, I gotta do something. So, one thing you sometimes what you do is you'll push him over to the crystal and then let him wipe, and then you just you know, keep doing that. It kills everybody's score, and blah, 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 it's funny. Well, instead... We took him, 
knowing that we could actually start it up, we pushed him. Like we've literally spent 20 minutes pushing his body just by literally nudging him, running into him and sliding, pushing his body across the entire map to get him somewhere. The funniest part about the whole thing is he came back like five minutes later and watched us for about 15, 20 minutes pushing mm-hmm. his body. And finally, when he, we knew, we finally figured out he was there when he said, yeah, I'm just watching these people push me across the map. And we're like, dude, you're back. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've been here for like 20 minutes. Like, dude, <laughs> like, I was watching you guys. This is hilarious. <laughs> well, that's actually pretty funny. Um, it sounds it. But he came back. Uh, so he's been playing. And a bunch of other people have been playing, which is pretty cool. So it's cool to, to talk with people again and, and chat with some people that have been playing. After all, the COVID restrictions <clears throat> have put on everyone. Yeah, I mean, COVID really, you know, it really has. And I mean, since I always played with them online anyways, it kind of makes it easier. Yeah. But uh, what else have I been playing? Um, Mega Man on my phone. I've been playing a bunch of Mega Man on my phone, too. No Man's Sky? Mm. No. I've actually been playing Secret of Mana on the Nintendo Switch because I got the... Uh, I forget what it's called. The Something Mana Trilogy or the, the Something Something Trilogy. The Something of Mana Trilogy. Whatever it is. But it's the... Uh, it's the... Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, which is actually the first game of, of the Mana series, but they named it Final Fantasy Adventure in the United States because at the time it came out, everybody knew Final Fantasy. Nobody knew Secret of Mana or the Mana series. So they said, oh, we'll get it to sell. We'll call it Final Fantasy Adventure. <sighs> sure enough, it actually sold. Uh, yeah. But then the next game after that came out. So that game came out for the Game Boy, which you probably have no clue what a Game Boy is. Uh, a slight idea because I've watched YouTube videos of people who like to play. It's a little rectangular brick like that. Yeah. With no backlight and you yeah. literally, <laughs> you just pulled knives out of the back end of you. Like, were those stuck in you? Okay. <laughs> they were in between the Okay, okay. Cool. Like, the all of a sudden there you are producing weaponry. I'm like, whoa, this just took a hard turn. I am nervous now. You know, I thought we were on good terms. I was like, I know you've got a knife on me. Whoops. Um, <laughs> no, it was in between the pillow and the chair, like that little gap right there. And just so everybody knows, it was actually a, a set of throwing spikes that were sheathed. They were actually underneath the cushion in the chair behind her. They must have slipped back there at one point in time. Yeah, and it was kind of uncomfortable to sit <clears throat> on. So I definitely can believe it. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing the Secret of Mana, which is the Super Nintendo one, which was the sequel to Final Fantasy Adventure. Um, and I've actually, I've, I've been so long since I played that. Really been enjoying that. So. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, I, I, I actually would like to get back into No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky is one of those games where if I start playing it, I might as well just, like, knock out eight to ten hours because I'm just going to, it's one of those games, I don't know if you've played one yet, but it's one of those games where you're like, oh, I'll just do this next little thing. And then you get the next little thing done. And as you're doing the next little thing, it opens up three or four other things. You're like, crap, I got to get these things done because I won't remember how I got to them. So then you try to do those. Next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning and you're going, if I don't go to sleep, I might actually commit homicide in the morning. So, See, I've had one of those happen, but with books where I'm not completing it. I've completed a chapter and like it gets too good and there's too much going on. And I'm like, I cannot stop here because I will not rest well tonight. Eleanor. I was thinking more Aragon, but... No, I'm thinking Eleanor, because that's what you did to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
doing? You're like, here, read this book. It's great. Okay. I read the first one and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. I read the second one and I'm going, if I see a doll sticking its hand outside of a trunk of a car that I go by a junkyard, nope, 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 nope. Big old bag of nope. Big old bag of nope wrapped up with a nope rope. <laughs> it's FNAF. So, of course, it's going to be creepy. Dude, that, that, that was not creepy. That was dark. She goes into the garage and she finds all of her body parts in bags spilling out in blood after she tips it over as she's turning into a giant rust pile. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you've been but reading still, But still, it's been half. So. <clears throat> but you've been reading the Aragon uh, cycle? Yeah. What book are you on? I'm on the second one. Eldest. Uh, Eld- is that Eldest. the second one? Yeah, Eldest is the second one. Oh, Brissinger. Brissinger. Brisinger's the third one. Oh, is Brisinger the third one? Brisinger's the third one. That wasn't so long. Yeah, I'm rereading them because I read them in sixth grade after you guys read them to me when I was like five. So the one thing that I really liked about the Aragon series is their use of magic and how they use magic. Yeah, like, it's just, it's like something that you would actually do in real life versus just (laughs) using spells for every little thing. Like, they're using it when they need it, but not all the time. Well, but the reason they were using why they needed it is because it actually took from them. So, yeah. in all the games that you play, all the, the D&D and all that stuff, they kind of touch on it, but unless you get people who really want to, like, jump into the role-playing of it, they don't really play that portion of it. So, like in, in Aragon, when he first first uses Brisinger, remember when they're they're at the... What, they're being was the orcs? Urgles. Urgles, thank you. When they were uh, when he pulls back the arrow and yells Brisinger at him and lights up and he didn't even know up. it was a magic word. He just heard Brom saying it and he thought it was a cursed word. So yeah, and and he, in the process of doing it, since he had never cast a spell before, he launched this firebolt of an arrow with an arrow at the thing, and then of course passed out because he didn't even know how to use it. And it was a good thing Brom was there to. Uh, to instruct him of like, hey, look, you almost killed yourself, dude. You got, you can't just go around throwing things around like that, man. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 no. Take a step back. Let's go for more beginner stuff. Yeah, and didn't he try to do like? Didn't he try to change water to metal or something? Or, or metal? Didn't he try to transform something and almost? He killed tried him? to transform dirt into water. That was it. Because dirt. they had to cross the desert and they didn't have enough water. And didn't that almost kill him? Yeah, that, that almost killed him. But then Safira was there to say, hey, stop it. And give her and give him her energy so that he didn't like die, because yeah. otherwise she would probably go insane and then like the entirety of that place is doomed because there's a dragon without its rider. Well as I was saying, didn't the dragons and the riders bond together so if something happened to one, like the other one would die? Um the other one would either die or go crazy. Yeah. But Brom was the exception because he, like, he accepted it more, but he knew that he would see his dragon again later. So I think he accepted that more because the others might be more like, oh, I'm never going to see them again and going insane because it's like your other half. Yeah. Well, they make a bond and it's like an actual, it's it's not like a bond like a, an animal and master bond. It was like yeah. a, it was like a You're- mental like it's a mental link like you could talk to them with your head they were 50 percent of you yeah yeah that is how they described it as but i I really liked how they worked magic in that because it made it like again in all the games that you play you have an mp bar a magic point bar 
And in theory, that's the logic behind it. When your MP gets down to nothing, you've literally have no energy left in you to cast that spell. You, know, you can still walk around, but you're pretty useless without your spells. But that's what I liked about the Aragon cycle is that it gave a distinct risk of using magic. And it gave a distinct um, cost for using magic. You know, if you tried to do something that was way far outside of your abilities. Like raise the dead. Like raise the dead, then guess what? Not going to work, you know? Um, or even turn, change dirt to water. If you're not, you know, if you've got to build your You don't know the proper there. words. You don't well, know what they actually, their true name, so you can't bend them to your will. But also, even if you did, because you're not a, uh, you're a novice magic user, you, like, it's, it's, it's a skill. Like it's like pushing, it's like doing pushups. The more you do pushups, the bigger, you know, bigger muscles get, the more you can lift up or the more you dance. Exactly. The more you dance, the longer you can dance for. So that's the same thing that they use magic for there. They make it like a, they make it a, um, like a skill that you have to work on. So, you know, Aragon might not be able to do something really well right now, but as he starts using it more and more and more and more and gets older and uses it and gets more experience with it, all of a sudden, He'll be able to pull out. He'll be able to turn dirt to water, and like how he did with the stone, how he lifted the stone, and it was like really shaky at first, and then by book two, he's raising water from like throughout the ground, like he raised it through. Oh the yeah, ground. he pulled it. He yeah, he pulled the water up instead of trying yeah. to turn dirt to water. He found where the water was and pulled it up and out. Yeah, yeah, that was really pretty cool. You know, and it's funny that. That kid who wrote Aragon, the first book, he was really young. Like he, he was, was my age. Yeah, he was. I was gonna say he was like thirteen when he wrote that book. When that, he started writing the yeah. book, yeah, he, he didn't finish it. Well, uh, I, I say he wrote the book. You know, I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, that's a that's a good cycle to read. We still gotta read back. You remember that um, the one where the God what was it? the one that we read together? Yeah, where they go back in time and they see King Henry. I think it's King Henry. King George. Yeah, I, I think, think it's King Henry. I think it's upstairs in my room. I just have to go through my bookshelf. Oh, you do not it. sound sound enthused to read that with me. I will deal. Well, I, we got the second I'm book have, we never read. I'm having you read FNAF books. I may as well read this. Oh, really? You're throwing that at me? You're throwing that shade at me now? Really? You're complaining so much about that second story in FNAF that I may as well read this. Because I almost peed my pants. The only reason I didn't pee my pants is I wasn't wearing any because I was laying in bed. Yeah, put two and two together on that one, kid. (laughs) Shorts. Don't say anything else. That's what I'm going to think. You were wearing shorts. (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope. Go back, nope. (laughs) Oh, oh boy, kid. I love you. Love you, too. So I'm about, I don't know, I'm about halfway through my hot chocolate. How are you hitting yours? Mm, about the same. All right. Well, we've got half a hot chocolate to talk about. Mm-hmm. So what are you eating? Minstrels. Galaxy. Minstrels. All right. Well, for everybody who's listening to this episode right now and has no clue what galaxy minstrels are. Why don't you the do best them? chocolate in the world. Why don't you describe them? Um, so... Hershey's chocolate is a lot more of a bitter chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's good. This is more of a milky, sweet chocolate. And it comes from England. So. Okay, but so what, what's a minstrel? So if somebody was going to say, oh, well, this is the this is what I'm going to get if I'm eating a minstrel. 
Um, a minstrel is like that chocolate, but with a hard candy outside shell of chocolate. So like an M&M? So like an M&M, yeah. Okay. I was just about to say, like an M&M. Like, but the size of an M&M? But not the size of an M&M. They're more like the size of like a quarter. Okay, about. okay. And the thickness of an M&M, or? Um, it's a bit thicker because of how big it is. It okay. would be a bit bigger. Okay. But if you take the proportions of an M&M and just size them to a quarter, that's about what you're getting. Okay. I, I, I could dig that. Yeah, they are good. Can I have one? Yeah, sure. And since we're just sitting here munching, I might as well. Might as well. Mm. Oh, I miss Galaxy Chocolate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So did you see that they have another He-Man? Um, another, another He-Man on Netflix? Oh, the Lego thing? Yeah, I saw it. Is it a I, Lego thing? I think it's Legos. I mean, they look cartoonish, but they didn't look Legos. Uh, they kind of did to me. All right. Well, did you have you watch, well, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't watched it either then. I haven't watched it. I just, I didn't like the first remake or continuation of it because I didn't understand it at oh, all. So the I'm ma- kind the, of. The Masters of the Universe were the one written by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Where they kill He-Man in like the first episode. Yeah. No shade to anybody who actually likes it. I just don't understand it. Yeah. You, if, if you've watched it and you're like, man, this is the best thing in the world. You probably watched the original He-Man and remember where it left off because the new He-Man that came out was written by Kevin Smith, and it's much more geared towards adults. It's it's definitely got a much more darker and adult themes to it, but it's still watchable. But you also got to keep in mind that He-Man was literally made to sell toys, so I mean that's still that. Um, but it literally picks up right where the series, at least from where I remember the series, leading off. Grant, I should probably go back and rewatch the whole first series to make sure that I'm not actually saying something completely wrong. <laughs> I mean, I've I seen I stuff on up. YouTube explaining a little bit, and I think um, at least some other people think the same thing, that it starts off where that one left off. Well, as I said, and, and I probably could just look it up and read it and figure it out, but I kind of like, you know, I kind of like figuring it on my own. It's, that's me, though. You know, I'm, I'm the guy who likes to take apart a Rubik's Cube and put it back together to figure out how, how, how it works versus looking up the pattern of making it. Also why, also why I like DMing in RPG games, because I get to uh, I get to just figure out how to make something work. Somebody throws something weird at me, and they're like, hey, I want to take this rock, I want to throw it, bounce it off that tree, and hit this dude in the back of the head where his weak spot is. What kind of role would that be? <laughs> uh, we're going to say a 20. <laughs> You're gonna say you're gonna say I hope it's a twenty. Uh, let's go dexterity with deception. Why deception? Well, do you want to you want the guy to keep looking at you, right? So you can hit him in the back of the head. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Something crazy at him. But it is fun throwing crazy stuff at him. Or they could have used the rock as a distraction and then hit him in the back of the head from there. Or use the rock as a distraction, run him up and kick him in the junk. <laughs> hey, if you're in a fight for your life, doesn't, doesn't matter what's going on. There's no fair fighting there. You find whatever you can to stop that person from hurting you. Their junk's exposed. Boot right to it. How do you know it was exposed? Maybe they were wearing armor. Well, um, maybe they, well, I'm the DM. Of course they're not wearing armor. <laughs> 
Honestly, yeah. People aren't running around like if they're like if they're invincible or something, they're not running around going, geez, I'm gonna wear this cod piece because somebody might kick me in the junk. No, they're gonna be like, I'm invincible. What do I care? Then they realize, wait a second, I can still feel pain and the junk. So there you go, boys and girls. If you're fighting an invincible person, never hurts to give a shot. Might work. Might not. You might end up like doing a colossus and kicking a steel beam or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, So what else? So we're on vacation next week. Fun, fun, fun. Hey, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff. And we got a strawberry. Yeah. Say hello to the cat, guys. His name's Strobs. Yeah, we call him Straw Baby. You know why? Because <laughs> he runs around whining like a baby. Hi, Straw Baby. How you doing, Bob? Hey, Strobs. You gonna say hi to everyone? Or uh, he's already said hi like four times. <laughs> Oh, are you coming up? What are you doing, dude? Yeah, there you go. There you go. You got it. Good job. Good job. There you go. Make yourself comfortable. Yeah, stay there. That's good. There you go, buddy. Oh, well, we got tree. What do we got? Treetop adventures. We got the water park. The water park's always fun. Yeah, but then it's just going to be me, you, and mom. Yep. So it means we can use the three-person tube every single time. I'm going to use the one single tube at least a few times because I don't want to be with them the entire time. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Are you going to go in the sauna? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? What about the whirlpool tub thing we have? Honestly, probably. Definitely for me. <laughs> Hi, Straw Baby. Yes, I'm here. Did I stop petting you? He's like, yes, yes, you stopped petting me. I stopped petting, petting me. him. I stopped petting him. He's like, oh, God. Stop. You, you didn't pet me. You stopped. You, you were moving, but you're not petting. Yeah, you have no clue. Like, literally, when you go to bed, he'll follow you to bed. And he waits for you to pass out. And he comes down here. Oh, no, he doesn't always wait for me to pass out. Well, usually he waits for you to pass out. Because usually I'll go, she's asleep. And then he'll go, meow. Like, yep. And if he doesn't go, meow, then I know you're not actually asleep. But he'll come down. He'll hang out for a few minutes, and he'll go back up and chill out with you. And then when I go to bed, all of a sudden I'll just hear... Usually I'm still awake when he leaves. No. When I've come up and checked on you, you've been asleep. But then he'll walk around. Maybe he doesn't go all the way downstairs when I see him go out. Maybe he just goes, like, outside of the stairway. Maybe. He could just be the guard cat. But anyway, he'll come downstairs, and then after I go to bed, he'll walk around like an aimless puppy going... With a frigging mouse in his mouth. Just meow, 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 meow. And I'll literally go, good night, strawberry. And then he'll come to the door with the mouse in his mouth. You know how I know that he's sitting there at the door with a mouse in his mouth? Because I'll open the door. And there he is with a mouse in his mouth. Yeah. That's straw, baby. Yeah, that, that's straws for you. Well, you just jumped down. Now you want back up? Yeah. Well, go on. Oh, this cat just does not know what he wants to do. 
you really just set your butt on my arm? Oh yeah, these cats love putting their ass on your arm. <laughs> Seriously, I can sit on the couch for like five minutes, be perfectly happy. All of a sudden, the cat comes up. He's like, "Hey, dude, how you doing?" Be like, "Hey, dude, how you doing?" It's like, "I'm good." I'm gonna put my anus on your arm, and he just plops down, and there you go. There's a cat anus on my arm. And then he looks at me. Like, he'll sit there, and I'll be, I'll literally look at him and be like, Cat, will you please get your anus off of my arm? And he'll look back at me with this most <laughs> indignant look on his face of like, why are you so upset right now? Like, why are you treating me like this? Like, dude, you have your anus on my arm. It's, it's not even like you're laying on my arm. You're laying next to my arm, and you've just put your anus on my arm. You even lifted your tail so that it's not your tail on my arm. You lift the tail up, anus on the arm. That's what I get. I don't get the murder paws. I don't get the murder paws on my arm. Oh, no, I get the murder paws all the time. Oh, no, no, I get the anus. That's all I get. Anus on the arm. No, he puts his entire body on my neck when I go to go to bed at night. Yep, I can see that. He likes to climb under the covers, too. Which is the, These two cats, like, you, seriously... He goes into my sleeping bag at night. You you don't get that these cats are Abby normal. They are not normal cats. These cats are like borderline dogs, possibly bipolar. <laughs> I'm I'm dead I'm dead serious. I think Blackberry is schizophrenic. <laughs> but seriously, like no other cats that I've ever met will lay on their back and be like, hey, pet me. And then while they're laying on their back, fall asleep. Full on pass out. And you know Blackberry snores. Like, it's not It's not like I'm laying on my back, I'm being cute. I'm just closing my eyes being cute. No, he's a... <laughs> I mean, seriously, that, that cat could be an alarm clock is how loud he is. Even his purrs could be an alarm. Actually, no. Well, Strawberry's purrs are really soft and quiet. But you're right. Blackberry just sits there and he just... It's like starting up a chainsaw. Just... Yeah, he's probably some of, one of the world's lo- loudest purrs. If, if not, he's definitely in the running. I definitely yeah. didn't know. I said in the worlds. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely in the running. I don't know if he's like top tier, but he's definitely in the running of that one. Yeah, those cats. But seriously, those cats are Abby normal. I don't know any cats that would let you pick them up on your knees, flip them up in the air backwards, and let them just sit there. And they're like, "Yep, I'm good." Not meow. Not claw at you. I mean, you'd think Blackberry every now and then would, like, fart or something just to be like, get away from me. Maybe if I stink out, she'll let me go. No, he's just like, it's cool. I'm good. He'll purr while he's up there. Oh, yeah. I know. I walk by him like, is he he's purr? What the? <laughs> mm. Well, I've come to the uh, tail end of my hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. You had yours? Yeah, I have about a sip left. Well, I'm going to say thank you for joining me for... This Games, Nerds, and Hot Chocolate, the daddy-daughter episode. Thank you. It was fun. We gotta do this again sometime. Yeah. You may see me again. Well, not see me, hear me, because you'll just see the GNA logo, but... 
No. There's me. Yeah, she's still have a gang symbol at you, too. Sounds good. Peace sign, gang symbol, same thing. <laughs> that was the peace sign. Yeah, gang symbol, whatever. It's oh, hey. the peace it's sign. Good. Hey, look. It's not this. Look, I'm not, ju- I'm not judging you. I'm not judging Happy you. Happy birthday, Daddy Cecil. <laughs> Happy early birthday, Dad. Oh, thank you. Well, I going to say, you can... Uh, you can find me on the normal places. Um, we upload pretty much everywhere. Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Your Listen, Player FM, etc. If we're not someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. We're cool. Um, we do a thing with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service where you can uh, buy games, but with a little bit of a twist. Uh, when you buy games there, you actually get... You donate to charity. So if you buy a bundle, you can donate a portion of whatever you're doing to charity. And that's what we're big on here at the GNA or GNH. Sorry, I'll get that right. Uh, You'll so, get that right at some point when you're yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, my deathbed. Uh, <laughs> but so if you, I go, hope you're not in that anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. But go check out Humble Bundle. If you put any link in Humble Bundle, just put the question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of the link. So if there's a question mark there, just put after that question mark. Um, that'll let them know that we sent you there. If there's any sliders whatsoever. It says give money to the GNA podcast. Do not. We want you to give it to the developers. Maybe throw a few to Humble Bundle. Give it all to charity. Whatever. Just we don't want your money. We want you to give it to somebody else. We just want. To, we just want to know that you, we sent you there. So that's all we're asking for. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. Uh, well, Structo Bob. Have a good night. You too, Dad. Love Love you. you.